0: Hi, I'm Maeve. And I'm Sarah. And this is the Yando podcast, um, where we're indecisive but trying to be okay with it. Yeah, we love that. We do love that.
1: Hi, Sarah. Hi, Maeve. It's been a hot minute since I've seen you. I know. The last time I saw you, you were getting back from your run. You were a little sweaty. I
0: was sweaty, <laughs> and we were trying to get this microphone to work. Shout out to our professional-grade microphone yes. we're using today. Um... Yeah, we're just kind of, I was, I did go for a run because I literally had sat in my room all day. So
1: I was like, I think it's time to move. It's the Sunday vibe, though. I it mean, was the Sunday vibe. I think most weekends, like until like 6 p.m., I usually just stay in my room. That's so scary. I know. But it was giving me like quarantine over the summer energy
0: and I was feeling sad. So I was like, I think it's time to get the hell
1: out of here. Yeah, that makes sense. What me and my roommate do, we turn off all turn off all the lights and just turn on like our lamps it's like we look like these little like why am i why why is the word
0: that i'm thinking of hobbits i'm thinking of cave animals i don't hobbits are cave animals controversial opinion but hobbits are people too
1: (laughs) but yeah we're we're both wearing (laughs) robes right now which is kind of funny i never wear robes but my grandma just sent me this one i got this giant package from amazon the other day and i was like what could this be It is a robe that goes down to my feet. Granted, I am 5'2", so that is not a big accomplishment. But it has a hood, so I look like, um... You know those like the the to people? Mentors. Yeah. Well, that's what Ellie said. Ali's like a it. it's like a red rose. Yeah, red like, mentor. The bloody to mentor. Yeah. Or it's those so scary. those people from Star Wars who like. But yeah, so that that was a nice gift. It was for my birthday because yeah. I'm twenty. My listen to
0: Twenty Something by SZA. <sighs> Wait. That's what I send to everyone when it's their twentieth 20? birthday. I'm like, listen to Twenty Something because that's what I did when I turned twenty this summer, and Aww. I was like, wow. wow i'm in my 20s now and
1: i'm stuck inside my room yeah
0: it was super fun i tried to throw myself like a little because you know how over the how over the summer the avatar like tv show i mean it's always been a huge thing but it kind of like blew up again because they put it on netflix of course so i had been binging that because like what else was i going to do with my time nothing productive obviously so i had watched a lot of that and i was like let me throw myself an avatar themed birthday party of just me um, in my family, but I was like, I'm gonna cut out some pictures of like Appa, yip yip and like put it around my house and like try and make myself feel better.
1: That's so fun. I mean, was I mean it, it was like laugh? piercing the pictures.
0: I mean it was like fun to try and decorate, but it was just like a little sad. You Aww. know what I mean? <laughs> it also looked like a ten year old's birthday party. The gang's all here. Yeah, just photographs. Just me and the fam. Oh, that's and cute though. Appa, yip-yip. But like <laughs> I don't know. So it was, it was
1: fine. No judgment. It
0: was chill.
1: Speaking of judgment.
0: Oh my God. Yes.
1: <laughs> Today we are going to be talking about eco judgment yes. and we don't know if this is a commonly used term. We just found it on a blog called treading my own path. Um, but we thought this was an awesome term. We think it should be used way more. Yeah. Um shout out to like, this blog. Yeah, shout out to this blog.
0: Really, really good article they did on it. I don't know if it constitutes an article, if it's a blog, but it feels like an article. But anyway, um, um it feels like one of those terms that I'm gonna start seeing on my Instagram soon. You know how there's like those little like Oh yeah you yes. get the pages that are like, this is what this means. Yeah.
1: But you know what, I appreciate it. It keeps going Yeah, I do too. Um Okay. So basically eco judgment is like the judgment you receive for not doing enough for the sustainability movement. So like, it's when you're sitting with someone and they say, oh, you're using a straw. You must hate turtles. Yeah. And then you feel bad about yourself. And you're like,
0: yikes, I'm doing everything wrong.
1: Yeah. And that's just like, not true. And I know we've both like, experienced some of this and perpetuated it ourselves sometimes too Maeve what has anyone ever said something to you or you have you felt guilty about something um I definitely have felt
0: guilty about some things (laughs) but I think I mean I feel like the main one for me that I struggle with is that I'm not a vegetarian or vegan and I shame maybe maybe rightfully feel some pressure to be that I but I'm like I'm really trying to like cut down on my meat consumption I just know that it's like especially for being vegan it just takes like a lot of work and adjustment maybe that's a misconception but I have felt slightly judged in some um circles (laughs) about not being at least vegetarian um and it's like I get it but I don't know yeah it's like eco judgment is kind of just like it's like that hard feeling to define when it's like I don't know like you're not woke enough type vibe yeah but you still obviously care about the issue yeah and it's it's But, like, as, I don't know, I think that we've also have fallen into maybe probably guilting people about their, like, eco decisions as well at some point. Because I feel like anyone who's, like, aware of these issues probably has even accidentally. But I think it's, like, important to remember that, like, I think with communication generally, like, guilting people usually doesn't lead them to, like, changing their actions or behaviors and, like, a positive way and so I think finding finding a way to like talk about these things in a way that is not um filled with judgment yeah
1: no I like what you're saying too because it's like you're just doing good things for the environment out of guilt that in itself is not sustainable you're not going to keep up yeah, with that. yeah you probably life. won't
0: actually enjoy like because the whole point of sustainability is being able to like yeah make it a sustainable thing throughout yeah. your life and like part of your livelihood um in a lot of different ways but like if you don't actually care i mean it's good to like people make changes regardless but like i feel i think it'll, it'll end up being less effective in the long term you know yeah. and you won't want to actually learn more because you're just like this is enough Whatever. yeah you
1: know? no i totally agree so i guess going off of that what are some ways maybe we can talk to our friends or our peers or even strangers maybe about ways they can be more sustainable without making it a judgment thing yeah
0: well I think like one way that I feel like I've heard just works generally when you're communicating about this like well not just this sort of thing but like lots of things is like kind of acknowledging that we all make mistakes or not even like mistakes but like no one's perfect so I feel like when you come into a conversation and you're like yeah I take long ass showers sometimes like I'll be real I do I can occasionally take my like 30 minute shower which is like bad for water use and like yeah i'm not vegan or vegetarian but like this is one thing that i try to do and like consuming less like brand new clothes like i go thrifting a lot like to like fully play into like my white girl she goes thrifting stereotype (laughs) yeah like i i really like thrifting i think it's cheaper and effective and you get really nice stuff and it's recycling and also just trying to buy less generally um but i think like coming into that conversation like with, like, hey, yeah, like, I know, it's really hard. And, like, also there are, like, some cost barriers to people too totally. that like, make some of, like, the sustainability things more complicated and hard to, like, implement all the time. Right. But, yeah, what about you? Definitely.
1: You yeah, for me, I, I think a couple times I've been getting a meal with someone and I'll bring my reusable utensils, <laughs> you know, and... Like, several people have been, like, oh, my God, I'm so bad. I keep forgetting. Yeah, that and... person
0: is me, usually. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> several
1: people, actually, though, because most people, like, I mean, it's just, it's hard to remember them, too. Like, yeah. and also, living in a dorm, you have to, like, clean it in your, like, sink that you do everything else yeah, in. It's strange. Yeah, it's gross sometimes. Yeah, but, um, I don't know. When people say that, I just be like, you know, it's, I totally get it. I do, I'm not perfect either, but here's a tip for how I remember it. Yeah. Or, like, I don't know, when I'm eating, like a plant-based meal and someone goes oh like are you vegetarian or vegan I'm like yeah well I'm I'm doing my best and it's actually not as hard as I thought it would be it's eating plant-based on campus is easier than you think other people might disagree (laughs) but it is a little bit easier we're also lucky because our we have pretty decent yeah yeah we do so we're we're very lucky for that and again it's like recognizing there is like definitely a privilege aspect to it like Yeah. yeah no we can't all I mean, this kind of goes back to like zero waste is kind of can be an expensive lifestyle depending yeah. on how you um, go about it. But um.
0: uh, and I think the other part of that is that it can't be portrayed as the only type of sustainable lifestyle because yeah. I think oh, everybody's sure. like zero waste. I could never do that, and honestly, for a lot of people, that is pretty unfeasible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're like, I think it's sometimes like if we go with the whole all or nothing idea that like keeps a lot of people out of even trying yeah. because they'll be like, oh, I'm not even, no one's going to respect me for this anyway. So like why bother when it should be more of like a, you know, do what you can. And like, I know Sarah and I, we both definitely have a lot more to learn too. So we're by no means like full experts on this, but like, I don't know. But like, yeah, like what Sarah was saying with like the whole like um, utensils thing, like I still forget my utensils a lot. And because of COVID too, I think a lot of single use plastic has become like the norm where it didn't used to be. But I try to remember to, like, get my, like, actual plate when I eat with you and, like, Mm -hmm. when I'm on my own. It's kind of a nice reminder. So I think, like, you also don't even know, like, how your, like, suggestions, if done in a nice, not um, condescending way, (laughs) can, like, positively affect people. be like, oh, like, maybe I could
1: try and do this today or, like, remember little things. Yeah, Yeah, totally. And so I guess, like, ultimately what we're getting at is, like, if you're doing your best and recognizing the ways you can do better – I think that's enough and I think like yeah like what Maeve was saying she tries to remember her plate and for me I try not to buy from fast fashion like that's I mean that's another thing it's like if you're like oh I'm kind of like tight of money right now let me buy this like three dollar crop top from Shein for yeah and but- it's like occasionally like
0: you know you shouldn't feel judged for that either but just try your best and again I'm fully you know Guys, there's this, like, secret world of thrifting <laughs> where you can find so many nice things that are usually pretty cheap and, like, you know, it's it's fun. Yeah, it's
1: fun. yeah, and, be, like, learning how to live a more sustainable lifestyle does open you up to so many just new experiences, I think, that you wouldn't have, like, known about before. Um I don't know, just wanting, maybe you'll feel more encouraged to get in touch with nature. You'll start going hiking. Yeah, door. that's what I was going to yes. say next.
0: Oh, read my mind. Because yeah. I was, like... Yeah, I think I think something that really encourages me to like r- remember to like I don't know get my like fucking plate at the dining <laughs> hall or whatever and stuff like that is like when I actually am able to spend some time in nature and it just kind of reminds me of like what you're working to not I don't know actively pollute as yeah, much sure in your is. own personal life um you know, I'm like, oh, I don't want to, like, kill that little squirrel yeah. or whatever. <laughs> like, I don't know. They're, or, like, this is a beautiful place. And, like, I don't want to, like, be actively contributing to it. it's, not, its, like, demise. So,
1: like... <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I think that's a really great point. Like, just, like, going on a fucking walk and being like, oh, this is actually, like, what I'm protecting. It's a good reminder of yeah. what... It, I mean, the whole movement can feel a little abstract sometimes when you're hearing, like, oh, the um, we can't let climate change go past, like, two degrees Celsius higher, like, or else the world is going to burn. Like, it, you know, like, it it is hard to picture, because it's so extreme, but I think if you can just think about it on the small scale um that's really really important
0: yeah and I think that kind of goes into the next point we wanted to talk about which is like so there's like the individual changes we can make in our daily lives that are still really like valid and important and like doing the best you can and like trying to actively educate yourself like I know I've been so reluctant to watch like food ink and like so I know that's probably like now an old version of that type of movie but like there are a lot of really great um, movies that will probably make me hate myself for eating meat, because I do yeah. love animals. Watch that but, like, movie, though.
1: It's, it I changed know. my life. Yeah,
0: so that's where I'm, like, I did have to read, um, The Omnivore's Dilemma in, like, seventh grade. Oh, I what, about that. Then, like, a solid month, I was, like, I'm not eating meat anymore, and then I kind of, like, let it drift away, because I stopped educating myself, and uh, again, it's, like, everybody, the key. everybody do your thing, but also, like, yeah, I, I kind of do need to, like, keep up on, like, you know, just being more aware of where my food comes from. And, like, even if that means that it's, like, oh, I maybe don't fully become, like, vegan or whatever, like, you know, I can be more thoughtful about how I consume, like, meat and that sort of thing. Yeah, know?
1: yeah, no, totally. Um Yeah, so, I mean, doing things on the individual scale is great and all and totally encouraged because if we each individually do something good for the environment, collectively, we can make a huge movement. And that's honestly what's been happening, I feel like, in the last, like decade is everyone individually is becoming more educated and we're creating this mass awareness and movement and we're pressuring our lawmakers um to make change and I think it's important to remember that even though individually we can make a big difference like if we eat a hamburger or we take that really long shower we're, we're not the only ones like <clears throat> doing something wrong and like I mean, ultimately, it's what our government decides to do and, like, the systematic and business changes that are being made on the larger scale that are ultimately going to make a difference. Yeah, because
0: it's, like, I'm a big believer that, especially in how um, gridlocked and partisan, like, the whole debate over, like, climate change has unfortunately become, I think that how we, like, as consumers choose to, like, buy certain products is, like, a really good way to make change. But also, because that's sometimes, you vote with your dollar, that whole idea. I think that's really valid. But yeah, like what Sarah is saying, I think is also true. That's sometimes what I think about too when I'm feeling guilty about things. Because it's like, well, I mean, I mean, and this also kind of goes into the whole idea of like, oh, I can't afford to buy like a hybrid car, like an electric car or something. But it's like, I don't know, there are just like some larger scale issues and changes that Probably make an even bigger impact and so finding ways to get involved um, as much as you can with those because I think what Sarah was saying about like conceptualizing what climate change will look like is just it feels so insurmountable sometimes to make that change on the larger scale. But there are ways. Yeah. Sarah, what are
1: some ways? Oh, well, thanks for asking, Dave <laughs> If you're 18 or older, vote. Get your ass out and vote. Yeah. Kay? I mean, that's pretty much the best thing you can do and educate yourself on who you're actually voting for. Yeah. Um, there's some... <laughs> I mean, there's some Democrats, too, that... Um, I don't know. You just kind of assume they're going to do good things for the environment. Because, yeah. I mean, again, it's this shouldn't be a partisan <clears throat> issue, but it is. And... Most often democratic uh, yeah. representatives are the ones who are or advocating like w- willing for that. to talk about it more. yeah, and I
0: mean, I don't want to like, I mean, yes, that is fully true, yeah, um, but like, and I would love to get back to a place where I don't know, like, it's, it could be more bipartisan, because like, this is going to affect us all. Yeah. Um, so I fully encourage if there's any Republicans out there, I'm sure there literally are not that are listening. But like, <laughs> um, you know, if there are, like, I think it's really important, like for both parties and any party that you belong to, to just like, be advocating for that more mm-hmm. in whatever way you can, because like, I think the only way that the Democratic Party has gotten climate change, or just things related to environmental issues, like, more higher up on the ticket i mean it's it's getting more and more extreme mm-hmm. the need to do something mm-hmm. as it always has been but like uh but also it started with like grassroots organizing and especially yeah. younger people really advocating for that to be a bigger part of the platform and so i you know to so that like maybe one republican if you're listening I'm like do that you know like it's good um and you shouldn't feel left out Uh <laughs> But yeah, I definitely on the whole, like, looking up the actual policies um, of, like, lawmakers or, like, Democratic lawmakers. Like
1: It is kind of crazy, though. Like, national politics, it feels very out of reach sometimes. Yeah. Like, we were just, Maeve and I were just looking at this Fox article that said that Trump signed an executive order in the beginning of 2017 that would require um, federal agencies to scrap two old regulations for every new regulation that was, um, proposed. So basically, like, this would affect the EPA, for example, and that's just, that's crazy. And as, you know, young people and, or just, like, really pretty much all residents of the United States, like, that feels so out of, like, our hands. So it's important to remember there are ways we can influence things on a large scale, but through our individual action, So we're going to call this the medium scale of involvement in the environmental movement. Um, Maeve, can you, like, kind of elaborate on this? Yeah,
0: so we know about kind of the individual things we can change or try to change, do our best to change (laughs) um, in our, like, individual daily lives. And then there's also, like, this whole national um, and international take on the environmental movement but then there's the medium scale which kind of is a nice little um feasible connection <laughs> between those individual actions and large large scale actions which like as we've just spent 20 minutes talking about they're both all important um but this is kind of like a nice in-between where you're kind of can do things like i don't know participating in climate strikes. so it's kind of bringing people together in your daily life sort of thing. Um, So it's not just you taking these actions, but you're working medium scale. Like,
1: like, so getting involved in maybe environmental justice organizations in your community and living in Richmond, we're really lucky because there's a lot of opportunities to get involved in that. But just like, do a simple Google search, see what's around you. And if there's not anything around you, start your own club at, whatever school you're in you can do this whether you're in high school or college um it's a great way to get people involved and I think a lot of the times people want to get involved in this kind of thing and it just takes that first person to like make a group out of it and you can do so much you can make so much change I think
0: having a community that you work with on these things really helps you to like in a not judgmental way hopefully like like, kind of be reliable that you're, like, you know, you're feeling like you're making, like, positive change and continuously educating yourself. One thing I want to say is that, like, yeah, like, every, every community has an environmental justice issue. If you don't, um, probably the neighborhood next to you does. Um, and I think getting involved um, with either just, like, I mean, there's so many, like great environmental nonprofits that do work with, like, environmental justice and that sort of thing. Um, I would, like, love to support more local ones, too. But, of course, you can also do things like, um, I don't know, the Sierra Club has stuff. But, like, getting involved with those can kind of help... They can help you be more aware at, like, the state and local level, too, like, what's going through your legislature so you know what to advocate for and, like, what the main issues in your community are. Totally.
1: And, like, you don't need to know, like that much about the environmental justice movement or the sustainability movement before getting involved in these things because I think a lot of us before joining anything new we think oh I need to have a background in this Mm -hmm. before I you know get involved and try to make a difference but you don't like you just have to have like a genuine passion for making the world a better place and there's so many people who want to help you and help educate you in a like non-judgmental way. We we all have the same goals. It's like to make the world a better place and like ensure that we live on this planet for as long as possible because um, that's really the end goal and that should be everyone's goal yeah, TBH. And I, yeah,
0: and I think it's like the thing that we just wanted to highlight is that like your commitment can look different and still be really important and valid and can take a lot of different forms and um, what I love about the environmental justice movement as with like so many other <laughs> social justice movements um, is that Kind of needs whatever help you can give it. So whatever skills you have, um, you can probably apply it to working on this
1: issue in some way. That's so true. Yeah, that's why I have so much respect for people I meet um, at our school too, who combine like an environmental studies major uh, yes. with like business. It's like it's so yeah, cool it's because, really cool. Yeah, you can you can incorporate it in whatever you're in art, business law there's so many bridges to make it a part of your life and I like that's what I kind of love about it is because it's the biggest issue that the world faces I can't tell you how many essays I've written that start with that (laughs) sentence yeah I feel you um Mm -hmm. but um yeah I just I think whatever your wherever your passions lie you can incorporate sustainability and advocacy into your work. Yeah, absolutely. And it,
0: again, doesn't, it shouldn't and doesn't have to be a partisan thing either. So, like, I think I'm a big advocate of trying to, yeah, just be more willing to talk about it and make it less of a scary issue too. And I'm sure we'll spend a whole nother podcast talking about this, yeah. but like, um, that's kind of, I think so part of the goal of doing this for us is to break it down a little bit. Yeah, totally. Issues,
1: um, yeah. So, you know, eco judgment is, I think a really interesting term and I'd be like interested to see if more people start using it. Cause I think it's a good way to address the guilt we might feel from the sustainability movement, but Maeve thank you for your insights I love oh you too I love chatting with you <laughs> I know
0: this is so fun yeah um I think we're we're really excited to keep this up guys this is kind of our first like actual podcast yeah. and this is something Sarah and I have talked about for a while um so next week we're gonna try to answer the question why is it so goddamn hard to manage your time in college
1: uh, it's the Question of the century. maybe. Yeah, it really um, is. Yeah. So we're going to be talking to some friends around campus. Um, maybe not even friends, maybe strangers. People that I campus. admire their time management. Skills. Yeah, we're going to be asking some people about what they do to stay on top of things. And for ourselves, we're going to set this challenge. We're going to try and stick to it of not using our phone for the hour before we go to bed, because I think that's a big problem for our personal time management is just being on your phone before going to bed, and it kind of stops you getting from a full night of sleep and yeah. kind of screws up your schedule the rest of the week. So we'll let you know how that goes and if it actually helps us. Yeah,
0: and we're going to share all these, like, bad bitches' secrets on time management and kind of just our own personal um, journey and... Uh, guilt and struggle um with trying to like get our lives in order a little bit and also not being super hard on ourselves along the way so we are so excited to do that and we will see you guys next friday